Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. Welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. Hello and welcome to The Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. This is our first episode. I am excited to be coming to you live. What I'm going to be doing is I'm going to share with you some foundational principles that I've learned, tested and applied to my life and has given me great success. I will also have high performing guests tell their journey of success and then what strategies they use when things didn't go as planned. Or when shit hits the fan. This is for high performing leaders, leaders who have employees or they have athletes or children that they want to be able to influence. And what I've learned over the years is leadership is nothing more than influence. And a lot of people, they kind of get this twisted where it's nothing or it's all about character. That is a huge part of it. But leadership is about influence. So you have to learn what influences you and what influences others so you can be more effective at leading. Playing football, yes, playing at a high level and and having some success and also some failures. I've also learned some things that I've applied with our eight children, me and my wife. That's right. We got eight we got eight kids. And also being a global master trainer at Nike. So I've had a chance to travel all over the all over the planet 
you know, from Europe to Asia with working with athletes of all shapes and sizes, male, female, um, college to high school to pro athletes. And I've had a chance to really dissect how and what has made them the high performers that they are. I'm, I'm, I'm working with my coaching clients and I'm, I'm, I'm teaching them uh, different strategies of how to be more effective in, in leading people. And, you know, it, it was one of those things that I wanted to create a bigger platform. And so me creating this podcast is doing exactly that. So I'm super excited to be coming to you today. And I'm going to share a little bit about my story. So in my seventh year in the league, I was with the San Diego Chargers. Uh, I just signed a, a multi-year big contract. Um, and it was something that could set me and our family up for, you know, for a long time. But what happened was, is I got hurt my first year of that contract. And I was having a great year and I ended up having two surgeries. I ended up getting put on IR, which, which means injured reserves. So that means you can't come back. So your season is done. And so that happened my sixth year back in 2001. Well, anyway, in 2002, it was my seventh year and, um, we were, it was during a draft. It was during the draft. And, you know, they had a bunch of the, uh, the starters and, you know, some of the key players. And we were in the middle of, of, uh, of the stadium in San Diego and we were signing autographs and, you know, shaking hands and taking pictures, kissing babies and all that good stuff. They had this big fanfare and, you know, and jumpy houses, hot dogs and all that good stuff. And during that time on the big screen right behind us, it came the San Diego Chargers pick and they had the fifth pick in the draft. And, you know, I'm signing autographs, not paying too much attention to it. And all of a sudden it's the Chargers pick. And with the fifth pick, the San Diego Chargers select Quentin Jammer, cornerback, University of Texas. My heart sunk. They was drafting this guy to take my job. And he was a younger version of me, younger, faster, bigger, stronger version of me. And there was no qualms about it. The other corner, Ryan McNeil, uh, he he went to the Pro Bowl. He, I think he was I think he led the, the, the NFL interception. So they was bringing this young guy in to take my job. And, you know, so I was expecting to get a phone call from my agent or the team to let me know that, hey, my services are no longer needed. But that phone call never came and it came in the training camp. And for sure enough, I was thinking like the first day of training camp and and I've seen it happen before where guys get cut. They come in there and they get cut that day. And I was expecting that and it didn't happen. So what I relied on now was something I was taught my my second year in the NFL. And it was by a great coach. He was considered one of the best coaches that ever coached in the NFL. He was certainly the best coach I ever had. His name was Willie Shaw. Now, his son is the head coach of of the Stanford Cardinal football team, um, David Shaw. So um, Willie Shaw knows what he's talking about. And I'll never forget this. On the first day we came in there, 
And I'm, you know, I'm a, you know, former first round draft pick and, you know, I'm expecting to do a lot of things and, and contribute and, and even start this year. Cause I didn't my, my first year, but I was expecting to be a starter. And he came in there and he said, I'm going to teach you guys these three things. You master these three things. You're going to go far. You're going to be able to extend your football career. You're going to have a ton of success, but these three, these three things, assignment, alignment, adjustment. I was like, what? that's it, man. Come on, man. It got, it got to be more than that. You know, I'm fast. I can jump. I'm strong. Uh, you know, I'm hungry. You, you telling me that? But then he went on. He said, when you know your assignment, when you know your job, you know your job inside and out. And then when you get really good, you know others people's assignment, other people's jobs or their role. When you do that, then you can be able to hold them accountable. When they're not doing their job, when they're not in the right place, you can be able to speak to that. We can all be better at knowing our assignment in life, whether you're at work or at home, knowing your role. And then, like like Willie said, when you get really good, you know other people's jobs and other people's roles. The next one. It was alignment, right? Being aligned properly is is number one. It's crucial. We have different coverages and man-to-man and zone and matchup zones and, you know, all type of different coverages. And it's crucial. And I missed this my first year. I was aligning wherever I wanted to, depending on how I felt, depending on intuition, and that's not a good rule to to go by when you're facing some of the best athletes on planet Earth. It's way better to have a plan. To have a plan. And Willie used to say, plan your work and work your plan. And with alignment, that was a big piece of it. So knowing how to align, because like I said, you are beat before the ball is even snapped if you are misaligned. How does that show up in your world at home? You know, I shoot, I raise my hand up high when I miss a line with me and my wife. When we have things that we want to accomplish, things that we want to do as a family and we're not on the same page. If we're not aligned correctly, man, it's a big headache and it's a lot of stress, unneeded stress when we're not on the same page. And I believe that, I mean, that goes in the work environment as well. When you're not on the same page, how much stress, how much headache can that cause for you and others around you? And then it comes down to adjustments, adjustments, you know, quite in the NFL, every play and you can watch it right. Next time you're watching a game, next time you're watching a game, See how many adjustments happen before the ball is even snapped. There's shifts, there's motions, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's a check with me. There's audibles being called. I mean, there's a lot of things 
And when Willie said adjustment, you got to be ready beforehand. If if you think that a team is going to just sit back, line up, and hike the ball, you're crazy. So be ready for when things have to adjust. You have to shift from one side to the other. Already have a game plan. Already have a game plan. Now, I know that shows up in our lives. At work and at, at, work and at home. I know it does. What adjustments happen? We're in adjustment right now. Right? With this coronavirus. We're in an adjustment right now. There's a lot of adjustments that's going on. Uh, working from home. Not being, able, not being able to go anywhere. Wearing a mask wherever. I mean, there's a lot of adjustments that have to happen. Now, this is, I never dreamed something like this would ever happen. But there has to be adjustments that you need to be ready for. If you want to have great success. So these these three things. I had this as a tool when I was going into my seventh year and I had this young shark, Quentin Jammer, trying to take my job, trying to take food out my family's mouth. But with that, with those tools. I was able to have the best year in my NFL career. I had. The most interceptions, the most tackles, the most sacks. And it was because of these three things. So with that, with those three things, I had a a strategy. And so when they did, when the San Diego Chargers brought in Quentin, I had experience. I had knowledge. Okay. And I had those three things. With those three things, it gave me the most success I've ever had in the game of football. Quentin, he stayed on the bench. I kept him on the bench that year. <laughs> I had my best year in, of my NFL career with those three things. And so with that, I said, man, that was such an easy strategy. How can I apply that to my life? How can I apply those three things, assignment, alignment, and adjustment, meaning if I know my role, what, what do I want to do? What do I want to be? For a long time after football, I had no clue. I was lost, absolutely lost. And so I need to find out what, what did I want to do? The next thing is alignment is how was I aligning myself? And for me, I was aligned incorrectly. When I really, when I was honest with myself, I aligned incorrectly. It was for me, it was family, my career, and then my faith. And I finally took a look at it and I was like, man, and with the help of a coach, he helped me get back in alignment. And really, it wasn't just him telling me. I was telling him what I wanted. He said, okay, Alex, this is what it looks like. You need to have your faith first. Because your faith would tell you that you should have your family first. So it so now it goes, and I understand it now because it works for me. Faith, family, and then my career. And so I was able to apply those things, but it took me a while. And to be honest, like when I was trying to figure out who I was, because football just became 
it became who, who I was. It was my character because I've did it since I was in 11 years old. I started playing uh, tackle football um, in eighth grade and I was a late bloomer. So um, it just became a big part of me, it became me. And when I retired, I was lost and I tried to figure out exactly who I was. And I started with this, um, I started with this nonprofit in San Diego and I spent six months there doing nonprofit work. I was writing grants and, and making phone calls. And then when we moved from San Diego up here to Portland, I ended up applying for this, this position at this nonprofit. And I figured, I said, man, shoot, I played in the NFL. I had some experience, you know, right? Six months at a nonprofit. This should be a no brainer. And I end up going, I end up calling and I got an interview and they liked me. So they brought me in. So I came in there with my, with my resume, handed it to them. And the lady, she started asking questions, not about me. She started asking questions about their organization and the things that gave me great success on the football field was lost. I was not prepared. I wasn't ready. I was hoping she would be asking me questions about me. I like talking about me, but she was asking the other questions. And after, you know, going on with these questions for a couple of minutes, she got to the point. She said, Alex, you don't know who you are. And I suggest you find out exactly who you are. And with that, she walked me out. And that was it. And, I, you know, I've been cut from the NFL from a couple of teams. And it's embarrassing to, you know, to get cut and have security walk you to your locker room and grab your stuff. And then you walk out. I'd much rather get cut 10 times than to ever go through that scenario again. So she walked me out. I went to the car, I went to my car and I cried my eyes out. This lady who I just met told me that I don't know myself. I don't know who I am. And she was, she was correct. And I vowed to never feel like that again. I never want to have that experience again. So that's when I started to, you know, do like a deep dive in myself and see what I, what did I want to do? What did I want it to be? And I want to, to be a performance trainer, something that, that I had. And with that, it gave me great success on the field. And I, and I love helping people. And so I, I dove into that and, you know, got coached up, learned a ton and I'm getting, um, started making relationships and I got on at Nike. And then from there, my career took off. I, I, I'm sure I'm in a video game. <laughs> I'm in a Nike connect, uh, video game. And like I said, before I, I was able to travel the world, but now I understand another gift that I have and it's with leadership and personal development. And so a couple of years ago, I started, you know, speaking to, to different corporations and different people and, you know, speaking on stages, doing uh, workshops on leadership. And I've been doing that and having great success. And, you know, I have, I have magnificent um, clients who they learn these principles, they learn principles from me that they can apply on and well, I'm saying on the field, they can apply in their job and at home. 
See, I really believe of like foundations, not situations. So that's what I, I teach my clients and the people who work with me. So why the name Shark Effect? Well, I'm always looking for inspiration. And about six months ago, I was surfing the Internet um, and I came across this story about this fisherman in Japan. And what he did was he was fishing and they end up, you know, getting all the fish right right along the shoreline. And so he had to be able to travel out a little bit farther. And when he got the fish, he had to travel back and the fish just didn't taste the same. And so not everybody bought his fish. So he had to figure out an, another plan. And so what he did is he put freezers on his boat and then he went out for days and fished and caught the fish, put it in the, in the freezer, bring it back. And he thought that this would solve the problem and it didn't. The people still didn't buy the fish. It, it tastes different. And so he had to come up with another plan. And so he figured that he'd take out the, the freezers and put fish tanks, these big fish tanks. And he went out even farther. He caught the fish, put the fish in the tank, and they would start off, you know, swimming and whatnot. But then after a while, they became stagnant. And so he would bring it back and, and for sure, this will solve the problem. And it still didn't. The people said that the fish taste different. And so finally, what every good businessman does is he sought out a mentor or a coach. And so there was this old wise man at the end of the dock. And he, he asked him, he said, what do I need to do to get my fish tasting the same like they did before? And the wise man told him to, you got to put a small shark in your fish tank. You see, when we have like some something or somebody that's a shark and is placed in our fish tank, what type of mindset do you have to have to have success? When Quentin, when they drafted Quentin Jammer, to take my job, I was leaning on something that gave me great success early on in my career and throughout my career. And here's the here's the funny thing is I was once that shark in 1996 when it's, when the New Orleans Saints drafted me in the first round, they brought me in to take somebody's job. So. Sometimes, sometimes you're the shark, right? And then there's other times when you're the fish. And for me, I had better success when I was the fish. Being, in, being a shark sounds cool. You know, I get that. That's the name of this podcast because it sounds pretty cool. It wouldn't sound cool if it was the, the fish effect, right? <laughs> but Sometimes there's a thought or a person that's needed to push you to that next level. Hopefully you can find that next level with these uh, speakers that I'm going to be having come on here and they're going to be sharing their journeys and sharing their, their, um, 
you know, the things that gave them success. And I'm going to dive in deep so they can break it down. And if my hope is to be able to break down and get principles that we all can apply to our lives, whether, like I said, it's always at home. And then if we can apply it to work, then then that's something that you can that uh, that that's foundational. So until next time, keep looking, keep looking for that shark. You guys be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally, my book, The Ultimate Playbook for Higher Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking tr- to transition, what, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever, if you're looking to transition into something different this book can help you i break it down i lay down the foundation of who you want to be 
I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you got to understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you? Okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there, you know, that covers topics that that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. OK, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.